0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of Pinto Beans and Cake podcast. I am your host, Mika Mache. This is a monthly podcast showcasing fellow artists, entrepreneurs, and businessmen and women around Houston, the state of Texas, and beyond. Today, I'm so excited because we have joining us an icon, y'all. Okay. She is a wife, a mother, ex-Air Force sergeant. She worked in the aerospace physiology specialist she worked as an air, uh, aerospace physiology specialist and also she's our very own hidden figure miss sharon caples mcdougall you'll hear why she's a hidden figure later on in the show but you gotta listen in listen listen for the story so welcome to the podcast sharon thank you for having me thank you for joining us how are you doing today i'm wonderful good wonderful. good so first we're gonna just get right on in it so let everybody know where you're from I am from Moss Point, Mississippi, right on the Gulf Coast. Oh, the crooked letter state. Yeah. yeah, crooked letter, crooked letter. I come huh. back, hump back. I, I yeah. That's how. That's that's what I remember them days, child, singing that song. So Moss Point. So what brought you to Houston, Moss Point? I came to Houston by way of California. Oh, so you done went from here to... Well, you were in the Air Force, so that'll take you some places, too. Okay, gotcha, Mm -hmm. gotcha. So, now you're in Houston. We're just going to come... We're going to start the present and go back. So, um... Here in Houston, what's your home life like? Are you married? Do you have dogs, kids? Mm-hmm. What's it like for you well, every day? I live day on the in port home? with my family. Uh-huh. Happily married to the most wonderful man Aww. in the world, Ronald McDougall, my baby, my side piece, my all <laughs> that. Come on now. <laughs> and anyway, we lived, we've live. we been living there for about 28 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, have two children. Mm-hmm. My daughter is twenty. be 25 in August. Wow. And then my son is 21. And we have one dog currently. We used to have four. Oh, wow. But we're down to one. <laughs> (laughs) Diesel, our fur baby. Yeah. Dominique is my daughter. She plays football. Oh, nice. Nice. And uh, Corbin, my son, Mm -hmm. lover of all cars and video games. (laughs) Is he in school? Not Not right right now. 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 Okay, okay, okay. Cool. That's interesting. I was wondering if, you know, what he was kind of going for. Say, video games and cars. Uh huh. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. So, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, Rottweilers. Yeah, so, and yes, we do breed. Oh. So, you know, y'all need a puppy. Anybody interested yes. in Rottweilers? <laughs> and they're they breed from a champion line. Okay, AKC. Mm-hmm. That's top, right? Yes, top. Okay, top. top. And mm-hmm. my husband also shows dogs. So if you oh, nice. need someone to show your dogs, you know, for a small fee, come on now, he can get it in there and champion out that dog for you. I love it, Marano love it. MacDougall. Okay, y'all hear that? Please take <laughs> note if you are interested. <laughs> Let's support each other, for sure, for sure. So Sharon, been knowing you for a little while, I'm really glad and and feel privileged to know you. Um, There was a Shanika Grant, our great friend, (laughs) silly silly lady if you're listening. She had a a conference a few weeks ago, uh, very powerful, uh, called Unveiled Aspirations. And you were one of the speakers. And I've known you for a few years, but I I heard a story that I hadn't I didn't I hadn't heard before. And it was very touching. It was very powerful. It was inspiring, enlightening. It was just so many words I could use to describe your story. So I was really interested and I wanted you, I wanted to to have you on the podcast so that you could further share that story with other people that may not know. Um what what has happened in your life and what's brought you here. And I'm going to just tell y'all before y'all hear this story. This lady, every time I sees her, see her, she's got a smile on her face. <laughs> she is laughing. She is always upbeat. And it's a beautiful thing to see. And we always say, you know, you never know what people are going through or what they've been through, where they've come from. And we always kind of got to be mindful of that. And it's just to hear her story, I'm like, man, this lady, I see teeth all the time. (laughs) So how is that happen? So it's almost like you want to know kind of where all that's coming from and how can I get some of that and give me the recipe to that (laughs) and all that stuff. So I was really excited that she agreed to come um, be a part of this podcast. So, yes, Mm -hmm. ma'am. So, yeah, so... I just want you to just go ahead and take over and just let us know the story and start at the beginning and bring us on on to today. All right, (laughs) Well, you know, not today, but you know today. (laughs) today. So I was born in, actually in Pascagoula, which is right next to Moss Point, two small towns. But I grew up in Moss Point, Mississippi, Uh, with a full home, mother and father and Mm -hmm. siblings. You know how they like to try to do us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just a mama. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. eleven siblings. There were twelve 11. of us, yes. Eight girls and four boys. Where were you in the number nine. Number nine. Okay, number <laughs> nine engine yes, engine. Number nine. <laughs> it might have some relatives, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, come so on now. Um, and you know, we weren't rich or poor. I don't think we were middle class. We might have been like a little bit lower than middle class. Mm-hmm, but you know, it's hard to remember it at a young age. Yeah. So I thought life was great from what I can recall. But then, you know, I lost my father. He passed away when I was four years old. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember him. I just have one memory of him, as I mentioned, uh, holding onto his pant leg and standing on his shoe while a little horseshoe crabs was running around on the ground. Yeah. But as far as his yeah. face or his touch or his smell or nothing, I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember if I attended the funeral, you know, because I was four. Yeah. And so that one also, of course, my mother was my life, my heart, my everything. And... I remember always going to the store with mm-hmm. her, going to the store with her and just being with her a lot. Yeah. Even though there were a lot yeah. of us, I always remember being with my mom a lot. I don't know how it worked out, but I'm glad was it did. to say Hi, With all these kids. Nice <laughs> and you always was, okay, Miss. And I think it was, mm-hmm. you know, because me, oh, she looks just like you, she's so cute. Like you. you know how moms like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And so this particular day, she was getting ready to go to the local seafood place, and I just automatically jumped in the car, because, you know, that's normally I get to go. So I jumped in the front seat with a box Cracker Jack. Remember like it was yesterday? <laughs> oh, oh, uh-huh. I was on my knees on the front seat in one of those big old metal steel hardcore station wagons.
1: <laughs> back in the day.
0: You know. Back in the day. Big ones. Yeah. For all those kids you had to have them, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I jumped in and she was like, no, you stay here this time, baby. And of course I was uh, crying and boohooing wanting to go. And she, you gonna know, give me that mama look. And I was like, okay, let me get out the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's serious. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I got out the car, went on back in and she went to get seafood for dinner that night and a little later on you know was a roughness you could hear the ambulances and everything Mm -hmm. and it's a small town like I said it might have been a few blocks from our house I don't know if it was about three blocks and they're not city blocks they're small you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you hear the sirens and of course everybody small town they run down to the scene my brother also went down Mm -hmm. and what had happened was uh, my mother had was hit by a driver under the influence the streets were just a little wet you know where it's really slick mm-hmm. so he was speeding through the neighborhood from what i was told mm-hmm. and he struck my mother as she was coming through the stop sign and picture this she's in this big old heavy duty station wagon yeah. he's in like a car type race car type uh, vehicle hit her on the driver's side knocked her out of the passenger side is how fast he was going oh and she's God. in one of these heavy duty cars now she's in this big metal-built <laughs> yeah. car, and I was told the seat, the front seat, you know, it was the whole bench seat came out on top of her, and it broke her neck, and that's what killed her. So she's lying out here waiting, you know, mm-hmm. and my brother sees this because he ran down to the scene. Oh, I'm wow. at home clueless, playing in the yard like a little seven-year-old would do. Yeah. So she's killed, and, you know, of course, that changed our family, totally changed the dynamic of everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember walking to, t- actually, she, uh, where she was killed was near the little church, the little church we used to walk to. I remember walking to the church holding her hand. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that I can't remember my other brothers' sisters. <laughs> even so though see, I had so see, many. <laughs> see, number nine, the best and favorite, little miss. Uh-huh. And I'm sure they were. They were probably walking yeah, with us right. to the Sunday school, to the little one Yeah, little they, were there, they were there, Sharon. They were there. I just remember me and her. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it was near there And yeah. you know you know how you just start thinking about all the memories Of all the good stuff when something happens to somebody And you take it for granted even as a child You don't think nothing will ever happen mm-hmm. So we lost our mother And I'm going to tell you my mom probably wasn't even Her body probably wasn't even cold yet mm-hmm. And I heard the neighbor ladies across the street They were at the fence mm-hmm. talking Saying how you know we weren't going to amount to anything Just because our mother a pastor was killed and you know, those especially those girls they're gonna get pregnant and you know, just wishing bad all just speaking all this bad stuff on us. That's that's and, and I like, and I mentioned before, I think that may have been stuck in the back of my mind and was another driver for me. So what they say let your haters make you stronger. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think right. that without me even knowing it subconsciously yeah. it was in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that helped push me along too the to want to do good. Because you couldn't unhear that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean and you know, I'm looking and not... I'm and I'm right there. Yeah, I don't to know what's going on. They're just like, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Wow. But anyway, uh, so my mom was killed. So we, the family had to split up, of course. Mm-hmm. I had older brothers and sisters that were already out, you know, with families mm-hmm. and, and married and stuff. So some the, some of them went to Portland, Oregon, because mm-hmm. my mom's first husband was from Portland, Oregon. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so to get away from small town life and they wanted to do something else, they they moved there. Mm-hmm. My oldest sister was still at home. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, she was only 23. Okay. So she was she lost was her mother too. She, was you know. she the oldest? She's the oldest. Okay. At twenty three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh my the youngest was let's see, I was seven, Donna was four, so Carla was probably three or two. I can't remember to one year apart or two year apart. Okay. But anyway, and then my sister's twenty three, she's married, she already have her own family, she already have her own five little kids and they're younger than me. Mm hmm mm-hmm. So Several of us stayed with my oldest sister in Mississippi, and the rest split up and went up to Portland and, you know, split out between other two older brothers and sisters that lived up there. Okay. So the Cinderella story begins. All of a sudden, I'm thrust into being pretty much a grown-up. Never did chores because, you know, all these other older brothers and sisters were there. I never did chores or yeah. anything on my mom. You were was one young, the youngest. Yeah, you didn't have so to I, do, I didn't do anything, anything. Yeah, but you know, be the apple of her eye. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'm I have to do everything, and I'm like, like, wait, what? Like everything, every everything, throughout the years that I lived there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't beaten or anything. Mm-hmm. I wasn't treated mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. in that aspect. Yeah. But having to all of a sudden try to learn how to fry chicken, and I'm seven, standing in this chair, holding this pop top. Show me once, and then you got it. And I'm, I'm crying. I'm trying to do I, it right. I, I don't even like to fry. I'm know? scared to fry chicken now. And I do it. I was trying yeah. to try to do everything right because I was so yeah. afraid in my own mind. Yeah. Nobody ever said you would be sent away, but in my mind, if I didn't do everything perfect and do everything I was told to do or whatever, I would I would be sent away. Right. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to be sent away. You know how kids see these movies about orphanages and stuff. And so I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta be good. I gotta be good. I would try to make the beds up just like I would look in the magazines and see how the beds are made yeah. up and try to make the beds up like that. Yeah. I would just try to do anything. And like I say, she didn't put, put it on me, but she never said, you know, other kids go help or anything either, you know? Mm-hmm. So everything was on me. Things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, simple as not having a dryer, a clothes dryer sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're out, it's cold, you're. Sometimes I did have to wash things by hand, just like anybody, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And you go hang them on the clothes on outside. It's right. cold, so you, and then you go to get them. You think they're dry. You get them in the house. They're still wet, of course. Yeah. Once they thaw out a little bit. Yeah. And you know, just just doing this over and over. But I'm and I'm and I always say it did help make me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of that, I think it built my character, made me a stronger person. Because if my mom was alive, she probably would have coddled me and babied me, and I might not have been the way I am now. Mm. You know, been the person I am now. So. You know, it's so a double-edged, double-edged yeah. sword. Yeah, look at it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just hard. I mean, mm-hmm. I just happened to do everything. Oh, and it just it weighed on me. And like I mentioned, I was like, I probably need to go to therapy right now. Mm-hmm. I was one of them probably needed it. I know I needed it back then. Yeah. But I probably still, cause I still get really emotional talking about it. Right. So that lets right. me know that I have not healed. Right. But I didn't let it stop me either. You know, I didn't let it hinder me from doing that, doing what I needed to do to get to where I am. Mm-hmm. So years go on. I, find, I never got to stay after school for, you know, activities, play sports, anything. I had to do everything. I had to comb. I combed everybody's hair. I ironed. I, I did everything. So you had clean, to get home much, after school yes. to, to get to get go. the house together, the food and the, all cooked that stuff. stuff. Yeah. Clean, I cooked. Yeah. I did everything. Mm-hmm. And then, thank God, I'm going to just skip on to mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, no, let me go back. Elementary school, after my mom died. One of my teachers, Mrs. Jennings, loved her. I was hoping she could adopt me, but that didn't go through. Yeah. Because my mom wanted... I think she had told my sister what was written maybe in her will that she wanted everybody to stay together. Okay. Mrs. Jennings saw that I was not the same kid that loved school, mm-hmm. you know, happy happy little girl. And, you know, she she hugged me and she paid special attention to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I didn't speak for a while. I know people find that hard to believe that know me now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't speak for a How while. How long was this... I'm on the deck go on. And And it was weird because I would be, you know, (laughs) we had bunk beds. Mm -hmm, And mm. the room's half this size, and we Mm -hmm. probably had two sets of bunk beds in there. Wow. And I remember being just in the corner of the bunk bed, just balled up. Mm -hmm. And and I kept, and I would be like this, and I would see crosses, just, and I don't know what that meant. I just kept seeing crosses. I don't know what that meant that God and my mama was watching over me, Mm -hmm. but all I would see was pictures of just different shapes and sizes and colors of crosses. I never said that to nobody. Wow. Wow. And I would just see see that, and I didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. So finally, Mrs. Jennings helped me. Mrs. Jennings helped me come back to reality. Mm -hmm. You know, as a child, I think we bounced back a little quicker. You know, right? Right. Because we don't really understand everything. But when my mom got killed, you know, and got killed down the street, and then the next day everybody was coming over, (laughs) bringing food and stuff. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just a party. Because nobody thought to sit me down and tell me, hey, mommy, dead, mommy's gone to heaven, or something, to let me know that she was gone. So... No one really talked to you about Nobody. what had happened. So what were you think? You thought it was a party, but where, where, was, your, did you, where was your mom in your mind? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I didn't even think about that. Out. I'm just, you know, because it had only been, over, been overnight. Okay. So I'm not even realizing mom was not home. I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, we part. I'm playing in the yard. People coming over bringing food. Right, right. And it wasn't, everybody wasn't like sad, you know, mm-hmm. like to mm-hmm. make me think something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the only way I knew my mom was there is the day of the funeral, when all the children got to sit on the front row. And I noticed, I was like, that you know, it resembled my mom, but of course she looked a little different. And then when I realized that was her, girl, I covered my face the whole entire funeral. Aww. And my sister, she just kept me, she was yeah. hugging me the whole time. Yeah. My sister, uh, Margaret, oh girl. Mm-hmm. But, so that's just something to think about, you know, make sure you explain things to kids. And, and that was just turmoil though, because that was their, like I said, that was their mother too. They were shocked and weren't thinking about let me go to each child and tell them that yeah. mom is gone. So yeah. I understand, I understand had that. I wasn't blaming nobody for mm-hmm. it, nothing like that. But mm-hmm. Anyway. So now, I'm doing pretty good in school. I always loved school. So that was the problem once I came out of my little depression. And, yeah. You know, after my mom died. Went on, was doing well. All the praise from the teachers and everything was... I'm telling you, that's what got me through. So teachers, please know. I know it's a different time and era. And I'm not saying y'all are that much different, but it seemed like they were more uh motherly back then because things were just diff- different yeah, times. Just different just a different time. time, different time. yeah you know, and it was a small mm-hmm. town, too, so mm-hmm. everybody knew everybody type of deal. so I, I I move on, I'm doing well. We like I said, we had hard times, mm-hmm. you know must, you know times when I couldn't find my shoes to go to school. Mm-hmm. I had one pair. And I I would just break down because I love school. I wish school was 24 hours a day. I I It was my getaway. It was your getaway, your escape. Yes, yes, it was because, you know, just doing everything. But then, of course, my routine, I got used to it, so it didn't seem as bad anymore because Mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing my whole life now since I was seven, Mm -hmm. junior high. But the only thing, like I said, I I wasn't allowed to uh, participate in any extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. because I had to be home and be in a maid. Right, combing everybody's hair, ironing, and cooking, and cleaning, you and constantly did, you did alone. Everything. So, alone. what was your sister doing? I don't know if she—it was still affected by my mom's yeah. death, yeah. or or because I was doing everything, she felt like she didn't. Help. I don't know. Right. I don't know. And everybody deals with death differently. Yeah, yeah. And so I, spoke to my sister afterwards. After mm-hmm. I was grown up, mm-hmm. not too long ago, you know, before she passed, because she's passed on. Oh. And she mm-hmm. said, Sharon, you didn't have to do everything. I was like, but I felt like I had to do everything. You never told me I didn't have to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So once you started off with me doing everything, I felt like I just needed to continue. Mm-hmm. And she said she she apologized because she didn't know that I was feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And even though I was thinking, how could you not know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. still thinking that. But no, I love my sister. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, of course, of course. yeah. So, I mean, communication and, is different. A day, the day yeah. the times are different. Yeah. It's just, you know. Mm-hmm. So there were times, like I said, we weren't rich, we weren't poor, but we were right below, I think, middle class, mm-hmm. right below middle class. Okay. I had, you know, I had clothes, I was fed. There were times when there wasn't anything in the house. I remember yeah. one time when there was a dang piece of lettuce, literally, you know, in the refrigerator, a piece, not a head of lettuce, a piece of lettuce waiting on, you know, because we were on assistance because, you know, we had lost our parents. Yeah. So we yeah. got the um, social security checks, I think some kind of assistance okay. for each child and so you have to wait on that check you know my sister was married and mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember to my husband she <laughs> I was, was married gonna to my bring it, husband it up if you didn't I was gonna bring it up if you didn't I <laughs> love me some balls <laughs> <laughs> she was so, married so I'm thinking uh-huh, okay things uh-huh. are great Yeah, I got another I got a, a dad yeah, yeah. But I love him. Yeah. <laughs> He's my husband. <laughs> he treated me so wonderfully, He yeah. made me feel so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would, I would grease and scalp. Y'all remember the, mm-hmm. you know, greasing the man, scalp, on their hair, scratching their head. With my dad, yeah. That was uh-huh. me, girl. <laughs> I love me some Paul. I would fix his plates, <laughs> fix his lunch, girl. I thought that was my man. <laughs> You said, you mentioned you were doing everything <laughs> for him except but, one thing. But, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. The, yeah. But, the, but the wifely duty. Yeah, but the wifely I was doing, doing like everything else. I was like, so I was like, when I get older, that's gonna be my husband. I married <laughs> him. <laughs> he was gorgeous. This little seven, eight-year-old mind. Yes, girl. I was like, that's my husband right there. Yeah. I ain't absolutely. gotta look no further. Sorry, sis. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he didn't he didn't mistreat you. <laughs> Not at all. And my, like I said, my sister never, you know, never beat me one them, at yeah. all. Right. It was more of a mental thing. Yeah. And I think I put a lot of it on myself. But like I said, you nobody. Know, I was never told, "Hey, you don't have to do it." After right. I was shown and told right. to do it, the, a few times. So I just assumed that, hey, I got to do it to, mm-hmm. s- to survive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was like, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, it was just part of life. Yeah. So anyway, and like I said, it's been a time I couldn't find my shoe. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I got I got more items later on in life, but
1: it was, it was just, it was
0: hard. It was, it, it was, it was just hard. That's just, I'm going to leave it at that. It was hard. Yeah, yeah. And you can make it through anything believe me Mm -hmm. it doesn't you don't have to be beat it could be mental Mm -hmm. it could be something you impose on yourself which is Mm -hmm. i'm sure i did quite a bit of it i put it on myself like if i don't do good and da 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyway so i get through junior high which was amazing i had fun Mm -hmm. in junior high school i love i just loved school yeah i really did i love school and so high school come along and eleventh grade, my sister finally let me start having extracurricular activities. So I got to be in the modeling club. Oh, okay. So that was fun. She yeah. let me stay after school and do that. She mm-hmm. would let me go, like I got to go to football games and yeah. dances and stuff. So yeah. I wasn't like strapped to the house, but I had to make sure everything was done before I went. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or sometimes I mm-hmm. had to take one of the kids with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> or put yeah. the kids to sleep yeah. before I before go. Before you go, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, girl, it was it was yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'm Okay. So high school, mm-hmm. the Air Force recruiter comes along and speaks to our class. Now I was a, I was a pretty smart kid. I was number twenty three out of like four hundred something in my class. Okay, all right. So I was I was doing well, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't. Of course, I didn't know how to put in for a scholarship or a grant or anything and finally when somebody found out about the grant deal I tried to put in and I hadn't heard anything back yet so I'm mm-hmm. like I need to make a move because I, I need to leave Moss Point Mississippi. Yeah you're ready to, you're ready ready to, to go. go. You're ready to go. And the only careers there that I knew of was working at the shipyard or working at the paper mill and I'm like Mm-mm. yeah shipyard is some hard labor I know I don't, I know it's good money and all but that's not for me. Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. else out there for me. I thought I would be a flight attendant mm-hmm. because I did live one year in Portland with one of my other sisters, Margaret, mm-hmm. in the sixth grade. And so when I flew on the plane, I saw these pretty ladies help me, you know, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh I can do that and fly everywhere and get Right, right, you know? right. And then I thought because I pretty much raised, those were my kids, so I pretty much raised them, I mm-hmm. thought, well, maybe I'll be in childcare, or something to do with kindergarten that or something. That makes sense, yeah. And so those are my two things that I thought I would be doing. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be in the military. hmm but that's the best choice I could have made ever. Mm-hmm. So I I wish one of, I wish my kids would have gone in, but they were like, I know. Yeah. I know. My dad was in the Air Force. suck real bad yes. Air Force brat. But I just wasn't interested in, in yeah. doing it, joining myself. So yeah. when that recruiter girl came uh-huh. out and uh-huh. talked to us, I was like, da 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 ding That's it. That's, why, that's it. Yeah. Get me away. So I yeah. went down on the day of my birthday, February 23rd. Mm. I turned 18. Mm-hmm. I went down there and signed up. My sister wow. took me down. I would have walked. <laughs> wow. I went down to sign up that day. I wanted to get out of school early. I had the grades already, so that wasn't a problem. But the mm-hmm. principal didn't want to set a precedence. And, you know, everybody else started saying, well, I want to graduate early. and I So she said, no, just go ahead and go through to May and yeah. graduate at the regular time, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I really truly think all these people were just lined up mm-hmm. in order to help me by that Mrs. Jennings and well my sister even mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. sister made me you know I know how to cook and clean and just do everything right. for a household be a good mother because mm-hmm. I know how to I want to love and hug on mine wow. because you know how I said yeah. when you, something you don't get you want to make sure you're doing it yes. so I love my kids to death and they be getting sick of me but no way <laughs> <laughs> I'm very touchy touchy feeling feel. yeah yeah. so you know and I think all these people were put in place at these certain times like with anybody you know mm-hmm. To, to help me along and I, I truly believe my mom had a big hand in that mm-hmm. that she was watching over me so Sergeant Bud Rucker came out to the school and to us Sergeant Bud Rucker I still remember his name Ooh, Bud that's a hard one to forget <laughs> okay and he told us you know doing the Air Force we'll pay for your schooling you'll have a job you'll be getting a paycheck you can travel I'm like what the fuck? am yeah, still man, here am I still right here yeah yeah <laughs> and so I went into the service uh, that summer mm-hmm. after, I got, after I graduated I graduated. And what happened was they were gonna. The reason I was trying to get out early because they that's during the Reagan era where the air traffic controllers were on strike, uh-huh. and they were trying to okay. bring people in and train to be air traffic controllers. Okay, which is a very stressful job. Which I'm glad I did not get. Oh, so that so if you had gone in when you early. wanted to, exactly, you probably I wouldn't be sitting here it. talking to you about this right now. Mm. I would have had a whole other path. I might have stressed out and killed myself. Who knows? Oh, yeah. so this is very stressful. Landing wow. planes, girl that's a special breed of people right there I didn't know that air traffic controllers Mm -hmm. yes that was the first job you know they test us and they try to match you with whatever your scores are yeah yeah and so the next one that came up uh, when it got close to me graduating was mm-hmm. aerospace physiology. Okay. And I was like, oh, that sounds fancy. Yes, that's what I need to do right there. And when you say next one comes up, what do you next, leave? The next career field for my uh, testing scores when it was time for me to go in. Oh, okay. So he waited till okay. it was close to time for me to uh, actually graduate before he looked at the careers that were open that would match my grades. I see. Yeah. God. Yeah, they test and stuff, so. Kind of like uh, the little SATs where you take the tests in different sections and you score higher in some sections and lower in some sections. Yeah, yeah. Altitude yeah. tests. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that matched up pretty good with that career field. And the actual career field wasn't suiting up people, it was actually the altitude chamber and the dive chamber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what that career field was the aerospace physiology. And suiting up the crew members was an extra duty at that particular base that I was stationed at. Okay. Thank goodness because okay. those chambers were boring. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. So but the first anyway. base you were stationed at, you okay. you got to do the chambers and the this, diving. The dive chambers is called the hyperbaric a, chamber. Okay. It's the chamber that Michael Jackson was sleeping in. It's, oh. That's what a hyperbaric chamber is. Okay. And then the altitude chamber it's a hyperbaric chamber. It's the one mm-hmm. that takes in the altitude to simulate them in flight to uh-huh. see how the uh, when then we have them uh, unmask and see how they feel without their oxygen. Okay, so they'll know when they're them. flying planes. Yeah, yeah. so they'll be used to how it feels. Mm-hmm. And their so they body can will be correct it, it if they feel like they're getting hypoxic. They can correct it and put their mask on. I see. Okay, yes. Okay. yes. And the people have probably seen on you know, some of the little military movies, people sit in a big box, they're sitting there and they take their mask off and then they're not they don't have their oxygen coming in, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you tell them to do simple things like mm-hmm. bank left, bank right with their hands, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. play with a little toy and put the shapes in the different uh, holes. Okay, and all of a sudden they can't see. do simple things because uh-huh. they've lost oxygen to their brain and they're about to pass out. Uh uh-huh. So we mm-hmm. would test them like that and just let them see the feel. They get hypoxic a little bit. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's what that was for. So how do to they build training. This, just to stay on that a little bit? How do they build on that though? Like if I'm mm-hmm. really weak with that, oh you you probably wouldn't uh, make it how, a, how? as a pilot. You probably wouldn't pass the pilot to be a pilot. Oh yeah, so that's part of the testing. Oh yeah. okay. Just like little like okay. people go out in the field and learn how to shoot and see if mentally if they can handle being in the dark a long time or going through a gas mm-hmm. chamber. Different little tests to see if a pilot. But that person can be a pilot, right? Okay, yeah. so this is yeah. all part of the testing. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Got part it. of their training mm-hmm. and yeah. the suiting up at that particular station you were state mm-hmm. you, you were at was part of that whole yes. process too. Yes. It just happened to be. It wasn't like that yeah. all, all, at all the stations. No, that, at Bill that, Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And they had a um in at Milden Hall England. I think they had a a chamber. I don't know if they did the suits. No, because we had to travel over there to do the suits. When they, wherever the planes went mm-hmm. with us, the, and they wore the pressure suits because mm-hmm. of the altitude and the speed that they flew, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we would have to go with them. We'd have just like I did here. We would suit them up, go with them, suit them up, and have to test them and everything, mm-hmm. then take them out to the aircraft and strap them into the aircraft. Okay. And then do a test while they're in the craft, aircraft to make sure their suit pressurizes properly. They're getting oxygen and everything's good before they go, and then recover them when they land. Oh, I see. And that was with the SR seventy one reconnaissance aircraft and the U two. Mm-hmm. aircraft mm-hmm. the u2 was more of a glider the sr-71 was a bad family mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it flew mach 3 it was just impressive Oosh. to see take off yes. yeah yes. yeah so that's why they wore the suits we would load also load the parachute and their survival kit in before we put huh. them into the aircraft okay so okay. all this is strapped to them yeah yeah so you're literally yeah. strapping them mm-hmm. you're in there strapping yep them. okay kappa some on the sometime they another person have to hold your feet because you got to get down to their feet to hook their <laughs> feet so your feet are being. Yeah, Somebody's like, holding the so I don't fall that. into the oh, wow. cockpit. <laughs> Cause I was crazy. tiny. I was tiny. Yeah. Girl. But it was so <laughs> much fun. It was the best best career I could have ever had. That's oh nice. my gosh. And I, I mean, I've been so fortunate to have great jobs a whole my whole career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was there seven and a half years, and things started to change. I was planning on retiring, doing twenty years and retiring. But mm-hmm, things started mm-hmm. changing at my unit, and I was just like, if I reenlist and do another term that's going to be 12 years and i'm gonna force myself to stay in mm-hmm. even if i'm unhappy and mm-hmm. i don't want to put and myself in that position that. no no so i went ahead and i uh, got out six months went by i was struggling you hear me struggling mm-hmm. and i'm sure a lot of veterans can attest to this hard, especially with a skill set of altitude chambers and yeah, pressure specific suits. Skill set. Yeah, like, <laughs> like wow, where are you gotta work, are you gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, back then they would talk about soft skills and all this. You yeah. It's like, what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> straight so, up. So, girl, here the struggle starts again. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping on my friend's food time. You back in Mississippi now? No, no, You're I'm still, still in California. Are you still in Cali. Okay. Yeah. And I did get to travel everywhere. I mean, yeah, I where all have you traveled? I went while to you uh, the Air Force. Now, with this unit, wherever the, the planes were assigned to go to. Specific spots, so mm-hmm. those are places we just rotated all the time. Mm-hmm. Two months at a time, I would be gone. California, two months in another country. California, two months in another. Mm-hmm. So two months, two months, two months, two months, everywhere. So and it's called TDY, temporary yes. I'm sure you know, yeah, you're know. familiar. Yes, and so with the, uh, we would go to England, Korea, Japan, and Greece, and then in Florida we had a stateside location. Okay. So we just rotate all the time, going mm-hmm. to these places, and they were all so much fun and yeah. amazing. Like I say, little 18 year old girl from Moss Point, yeah, never been anywhere but that one trip to Portland. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was amazing. My first temporary assignment was in Japan. Mm-hmm. Girl, what's he <laughs> say? All these fine me <laughs> Little <laughs> culture shock for two. It was. But I was. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But anyway, all all of that was fun. Yeah. I got to yeah. travel. I did great. I mean, I worked hard, so, mm-hmm. so, so come along, I'm out. The struggle is real, as uh-huh. they say. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not even making enough to have my own place, so my friend was nice enough, I would give her a little bit that I could give her yeah. from a little part-time job. Nobody would hire me full-time. Mm-hmm. I had two part-time jobs. Uh, I worked in the daytime, I was in a warehouse, a department store, some sort of like Dillard's. it was called wine stops. Mm-hmm. Putting oh, okay. price tags on clothes. I felt like the child slave labor, <laughs> <laughs> But my bag on clothes. They're all. Day. Well, that prepared you for that for yeah. a little time anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, they give yeah. you six hours or five hours. They wouldn't give you eight hours because they didn't want to give you benefits. So uh, I had no uh-huh. medical or anything. Mm-hmm. And then at night I was cleaning this office building, so I put my little Walkman on mm-hmm. back there. The Walkman go through, and it wasn't hard. It's just yeah. having yeah. to do it and not having no time. So yeah. I cleaned two office buildings. So by then it's almost midnight. I got to get up at 4 to go to this other job. So it was a constant, I had no breaks. Yeah. And so after I got tired of the um, wine stocks, the putting the price tags, mm-hmm. then I finally got another little part-time job at Office Depot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stacking shelves, stocking shelves, putting pens and paper up. That's what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, don't let where you are mm-hmm. determine where you can go. It. Cause the body just given up. I'd have still been stocking Office Depot. <laughs> See, That's <laughs> it. Y'all <You're out> hear? <laughs> but I, I knew I knew it had to be something else out there. Mm-hmm. But another person set in place for me. Mm-hmm. One of my friends that was in the Air Force with me. Mm-hmm. He was already in uh, Houston, and he tracked me down. Mind you, this is before cell phones and computers, and you know, making it easy to find somebody. Yeah. He tracked me down. He found you. He called me and said, mm-hmm. "Sharon, they have an immediate opening out here." You need to call him right now, and I'm like, you know, uh, 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 they don't know, baby, blah, 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 blah. He said, call him. I was like, yes, sir. He gave me a number. I called, interviewed on the phone. Do you know? They said, come out whenever you're ready. And who was they for the people? Oh, uh, Boeing Aerospace Operations. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. To uh-huh. work, to do what I already know how to do. Come on what? now. What? This ain't nothing but God. Thank you. I'm serious. I'm, I'm like nothing but God well speaking of that I thought God did not love me yeah after he took my oh, I forgot to tell you my husband my sister's husband my oh, husband I was okay I ain't not I'm thinking life is great now mm-hmm. I got a dad now I love him mm-hmm. and he gets killed when I'm 10 years old mm-hmm. my dad got killed when I was four. Oh, died my mom was killed when I was seven mm-hmm. and now my brother-in-law my husband mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. is killed mm-hmm. right down the street Trying to be chivalrous, trying to break up a man from beating on his woman. I don't know if it was his wife or her, but remember beating up a woman, and he broke it up. Little did he know this man was going to come back later with a gun and kill him. They were at the club? or they were Yeah, a little street. club, okay. a local club down the street. Yeah. Same club where I met my husband. Wow. <laughs> Same club where I went to kindergarten with my husband. Wow. So this little club, Elk Club, it was a, a kindergarten, daycare in the daytime, club at night. Club at night. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. about that detail. Yeah, oh. yeah that was... And that, that broke me. And that's when I said God does not... He, he does yeah. not. Not thinking yeah. about it hurt anybody else. He said mm-hmm. he does not love me. He mm-hmm. don't care about me. Because every time I love somebody, mm-hmm. he takes them. Mm-hmm. He takes them away. And so I was at that point, you know, mad, just mad. Right, I could imagine. That's, that's a lot to go through at a young age. So now here I go, back mm-hmm. into that funk, because yes. he got killed. Yeah, and then of course he didn't. He had to suffer too, you know. They couldn't get the bullet out, so it's just like slowly going through his body, oh, and he's suffering. This fine man mm. just withered away to nothing, you know. Girl, oh, that hurt me that. Yeah. Because you know? like I say, things were starting to feel kind of normal, you know, with you know him there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So another uh, pivotal point. That's another. what made you want to really, really push you to that. move yes, and get out, really get out of there and so I did I'm sorry y'all I, I forgot mm-hmm. about that part because I was so happy just talking about him <laughs> <laughs> so I move on and I, like I said I get the call mm-hmm. I mean I called them and they said you know you're hired come on and I was I, I was in shock I was in shock I just I couldn't believe it so girl like, boy I heard him put my little clothes in my car yeah because I had paid my car off from being in the military mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I didn't have a home or anything I furniture to move so the military moves you either to where you came from or closer mm-hmm. and I was closer, of course to t- in Texas mm-hmm. so they, they moved uh, packed up the little stuff I had and they shipped it out here to Texas I put all my clothes in my car and I drove out here and I started work on uh, the July 9th I think because I was going home for the 4th of July okay uh, I, I told them I had already had plans to drive Mississippi for the July, yeah. 4th of July and and then I drove back and bam I, I, I lived with my friend that told me I stayed with him about a week and okay. I found me an apartment okay and and I got it right by my job because I said, if anything happened to my car, I can walk to work. Yeah. Got me a little one bedroom, mm-hmm. and life was good, girl. Mm-hmm. I started at the very bottom. So don't y'all keep me talking about NASA, so, ooh ooh, it's all ooh ooh and wonderful, but I was making $10 an hour. Yeah. yeah. And I already knew what I was doing, I already had experience. But I knew that once they saw what a hard worker I was mm-hmm. and how I knew my stuff, that I would I would get it. I knew I would get mine eventually move yeah, on up. Move and on I, up. Did. Mm-hmm. I did, I did great company Boeing aerospace operations mm-hmm. at the time I was the only black woman in that uh, career and we were contractors for NASA we weren't I didn't work directly for NASA uh-huh. Uh-huh. but you know NASA's a lot of contractors right not too many people just work directly for them mm-hmm. and so I got that job only uh, there was another woman in there at the time it was only about probably about seven seven suit techs at that time okay. and it's a crew escape equipment department where mm-hmm. I worked with the orange suits that the astronauts wear And they got the suits actually from the Air Force. People Mm -hmm. tend to think it's the other way around, but no, the suits came from the Air Force. Good to know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's where we got the idea from. Mm -hmm. And we didn't make the suits from scratch. We just maintained them. Okay. Because a lot of people say y'all make them. I'm like, no, we don't make them. Uh, They're made. They were made by. um, dang, I forgot the name of the company now. Anyway, they weren't made (laughs) by us. Yeah, it's been too long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We just kept them up. Uh huh. Uh huh. A David Clark. That's okay. the company. Girl, okay. I was like, how did I get that? <laughs> David Clark was the company. Uh, I think they were in Massachusetts, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the suit started off the gold color, and then they, turned, they changed into orange. Gold okay. is what they were in the Air Force, a gold color. Uh-huh. And they changed uh-huh. to the orange for a universal help color. Mm-hmm. So whether in land or sea, mm-hmm. you know, you could be seen easily with orange. Mm-hmm. Alright, I think you're a person who walked Yeah, one or the other. (laughs) I mean, you know, just... Come get me. Come get me, whichever way. Both of them, come get me. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Ali. So, it was just a handful of us. Like I said, it was two women. I was the only black person at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Period. Man Mm -hmm. or woman. Mm -hmm. So, move on. Uh, After I found out about the pay rate and what the rankings were, like A, B, C, tech, and and so on, and crew chief, Mm -hmm. I went in there and raised a little (laughs) saying... (laughs) And got my money. Come on now. Because I'm like, y'all, y'all got y'all. I'm already experienced. I'm black and a woman. So y'all checked off y'all HR blocks. Yeah. So it was a a win-win for both. (laughs) See, y'all hear that? Don't, don't, don't. You gotta, you gotta 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 open your mouth. You gotta speak up for yourself. so I went in there and and, and mentioned all of that. Mm -hmm. And and how I already know what to do. And I hit the floor running on night shift. Wow. You know, and I was 20. Six, how long mm-hmm. I was I in the Air Force? I got out of my 25. <laughs> I was about 25. Looked my okay. head up all these years when I got there. Yeah, so I was a little yeah. spitfire anyway, yeah. you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I was on night shift for a while. And then finally, uh, I got to move to uh, day shift once another new person was hired. And they had, before when I was in the Air Force, they had come out and recruited people. Because mm-hmm. they do what we did, and it's the same. And they started wearing the suits again after the Challenger accident. So that mm-hmm. you notice on the pictures, challenge accident, they took on their little light suits, the little jumpsuits. Yeah. They didn't have on suits. Not that the suit would protect you in an explosion. It was just to protect them and keep them pressurized. They lost cabin pressure and just like little sparks. It was fire fire retardant, not fireproof. Of okay. Course. Yeah. Right. Little right. Little sparks right, right. or things like that, uh-huh, uh-huh. and to keep them, you know, from hypothermia if they were to bail out and be in the water. Okay. To help try to keep them, uh, keep them uh, safe inside that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. I got there in 1990, mm-hmm. 1991, uh, I had uh, done a mission, I had already supported a mission, and suited up another uh, woman astronaut, and we traveled to Florida, mm-hmm. we would get assigned to the crews, like, about a year ahead of time, they start all their training, and we would get assigned to a cruise and then a crew member or two, and they would take care of them, mm-hmm. all of their equipment, mm-hmm. from their helmet, their boots, their gloves, their... Their diaper, their underwear, oh, this good. A-ped. They had that one person, that one yes. contact or whatever. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so all their training when they get suited, you go and help out. Mm-hmm. Mind you, mm-hmm. they can suit themselves so they have to do it in space. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have a buddy system, but a little harder in space with it moving on it. So. Right, right. <laughs> but we wanted to uh, make sure the gear was kept in as pristine condition as possible while they're here on Earth. Right. So we would help and assist and show them a proper way to do it. Okay. So they don't damage it as much. And also, make it easy. Just make it easy on them. Mm-hmm. Why they gotta be doing all this rustling, tussling, and mm-hmm. trying to get this stuff when you got people here to help you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we would that to make life easier yeah. for them as well. Right, right, So a year passes by, and pivotal moment. <laughs> pivotal moment. Pivotal moment. Yeah, this is explaining yeah. her as a hidden figure in the in sense. Girl, Dr. Mae <laughs> Jemison is yeah. assigned to her mission. The first black woman mm-hmm. astronaut. Man. Yes. What? As they wrote the names on the board. My supervisor wrote the names on the board. Yeah. I had already kind of heard the first sister was going to be going to space. Yeah. So when he went up to write those names on the board and I saw Jemison, mm-hmm. I went and wrote my name right by hers. So you assigned yourself to her. My, I was like and then looked around like, What? right Y'all Nobody better not Y'all say know. nothing. <laughs> you I know what this is you've made history yeah black like, woman i'm the only in my career and, and she was the only a... the first in her career as well yeah just like me yeah and so i wanted to, i just wanted to make sure she was treated well taken care of i know anybody else would have could have suited her up but i knew that i was going to be the one to do it yeah i was okay. going to take care of her and make sure she was good uh-huh. and uh-huh. you know i wasn't supposed to do that i've only been there a year, right? Ooh, child. Tell I had you. some. I was like, I'm, I'm just spit fire right yes. there. So I was like, uh-huh, I will be taking care of it. Dr. Jemison. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's, so, so what was she like? Amazing. Like your sister, girlfriend yeah. that you've been knowing forever. Down the earth? Yes. Pun, pun intended. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was so nice. So they <laughs> get, like I said, they start their training and stuff and they have to come see us. When it's time for their suit fit. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the top cover cover off of the suit and it's kind of like little corset areas all over the suit mm-hmm. for you to nip and adjust and stuff. And she came in and it was just instant like we were both just smiling like you oh, know so, so that, that 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 culture, the family yeah, feeling you like oh, so you got to kinda of acknowledge it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. And she awesome. came in and I had her all her underwear and everything yeah. laid out for her. <laughs> and just you know, nice to meet you. Just, just like up. I know this. I was gonna say you <laughs> really looking like that. <laughs> You're trying to be professional. That's a moment. It was. It's and really she a was moment. Just so cool. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This woman speaks several languages, a doctor, mm-hmm. traveled the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, just amazing. No little attitude, no yeah. nothing. Just regular. System. That's awesome. And so I fitted her and everything, and let going mama be taking care of her. Every training event, she goes, I'm going to be yeah. there. Yeah. And so she was like, good, 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 good. And then, she, and then we hugged the last i mean the first day when she got ready to leave we hugged i was like oh i love her <laughs> <laughs> i love her but that's like, so lady, cool she'll be standing there talking like all above my head yeah, yeah, to yeah. some uh-huh. other people uh-huh and then she'll turn around in the same breath girl da 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 i'm like <laughs> <laughs> so she calls her like you. that right there in front yes. of her, just number, yeah and she'll that's, be so, treated cool. and, and treated me with the utmost respect yeah, yeah. She mentions me when she does speeches and things. That's why I was like, I'm not so kidding. Cool. She, met, she mentioned. me. Nice. She's like, my suit tech was an amazing one. She, she even recognized me and this big old gala girl. Wow. But anyway, wow. I see, you know so she's going through the, all her fittings and everything. And so launch day comes. Girl. It was like electricity in the air. Yeah, I bet. Electricity. I bet. So she comes in. I'm still, like I say, I'm still a fairly new suit tech mm-hmm. because she launched in '92. I started there in 1990. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And Dash. she comes in for that morning wearing, They come in already wearing their diaper and underwear, mm-hmm. even though there were times when I had to help, you know, tighten up some stuff, because mm-hmm. you know they lie on their backs almost four hours mm-hmm. after they're suited up, so they can't get up. That's why they wear the diaper. Okay. And they can't get up wow. once they're strapped into the shuttle. But anyway, she suits up, and I got a I got a clip about this long, <laughs> about a half a second long <laughs> of me suiting her up. <laughs> And um uh, and I suited her up and everything and got a couple of pictures with her. Mm-hmm. Thank God I was watching for the cameras. Listen, listen, listen. i am doing this, look. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they got some good good clothes <laughs> for you. you. in. How we do? Okay. <laughs> and and so, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suit up, mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. I just I mean just the electricity and the air. Like I said, it was just I was so excited because I knew it was historical. And it was. There's nothing that can take. That no, away, nothing at all. Nothing. So I mean, be proud of what you you've come through a lot. And yeah. there there's a part of the story that you may not have mentioned. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you wanted to mention it, but um, but you know what happened when you came back from Oregon. Um, but yeah, a lot of things that girl, yeah, just I've gone through. Yes, I have gone through some other stuff. A lot of people didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of women, a lot of girls go through being mm-hmm. molested and not saying anything because they're scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't know if they're going to get put out the house. Mm-hmm. But I was molested almost nightly, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Until so I finally... after brother-in-law um, died. Yes, yes. After my, after my brother-in-law that I love to pieces died. Mm-hmm. I was almost, almost nightly, I'll be taken out of my bed. And I would just be, just pretend I was Mm -hmm, mm sleeping. I'll pretend I was asleep and just not move and not move. And then I finally got to a point, I think I might've been maybe about 13, 12 or 13. Mm -hmm, I finally just yelled. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it it stopped. I think as long as I was quiet. Person felt nobody knows. It's mm-hmm. good. She's not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. But I finally just screamed because I was just so tired, so tired.
1: I so it was about. Something. It went
0: on for about a year. Almost, or, two, years. Or almost two years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I feel like I mean, if I say something, I'm gonna get put out. If I, all those fears that, yeah, that a lot yeah. of people have and their true fears. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And you know. so you just be quiet. Yeah. And I know it goes on. Not not just in black households, yeah. but Everywhere. I think it's more hush hush. Mm-hmm. Especially back then, mm-hmm. oh in those yeah, days, yeah, you know, yeah. And so I, I made it through that. You made it through so much. I mean, that I'm telling you, when you told your story, I was just like, "Are you cute like this lady right here?" Yeah. And yeah. Smiles and all this energy and everything. And that's how I started off. I was like, "Y'all always see me happy and, and smiling," yeah. but I, it took it took a while to it get took, here. Yeah. It took a while to yeah. get here. Right. Right. And it's still and it's still in there, you know. Just mm-hmm. because you're happy and smiling, you were successful. It's still there. you're yeah. Still that scared little girl. Well, I mean, you know. where where does where would you say the strength comes from? The tenacity within you. It strictly came from within me because my sister, you know, she, I think I think it really messed her up when mom passed too. Yeah, I really do because in one kid, she was only twenty three. She was still pretty much a kid. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But I I didn't have to go to school. I could have drank and smoked and did whatever I wanted to. Yeah, it could have been and a whole she, nother... and she And she was like, you know, she, she didn't mind. Right. She wasn't saying it's okay. She just was like, you know, whatever you want to do type of thing. And I just, for some, it's something within me knew I needed to do better and be better. Right. I knew smoking and drinking was bad. And that's why I used to tell kids. I used to go talk at the school, go mm-hmm. talk to kids at the school all the time. I'm like, even if you're still grown up doing something, doesn't mean it's right. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know right from wrong mm-hmm. in your heart. Yeah, you know right from wrong. You can make the good decisions. Right. And so don't think that it's okay to do such as because of grown up's doing it. That's right. That's right. And I would. Um, I love school, so there's no way I wasn't going to school. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. loved my teachers, mm-hmm. and my teachers. But it was it was mainly within me. But the teachers had a big part in. Me being strong too. so teachers are really important very important and they they're taken for granted i think a yes. lot these days and so yeah any teachers out there that are listening like please stay don't. stay on the grind there's gonna yeah. you touch you touch want somebody is yeah. needing what you're giving yeah if you know especially the ones you know the genuine and loving and everything let's don't take that for granted don't don't forget that and as you mentioned earlier you mm-hmm. know you don't know what a child or an adult is going yeah, through exactly so that one little nice gesture you might do as a teacher. You know, just because they're acting out, it might be something else going on. I know yeah. you're not trying to be the psychiatrist. You got other kids in the room, but if Miss Dennings hadn't noticed how withdrawn I was mm-hmm. and gave me that hug and a little more extra attention, mm-hmm. you know, who knows which path I might have taken? I might have been like the late, the neighbor lady said, and yeah. ended up pregnant as a kid, and you know, not. It could have been a whole different life. story. All we would sat All here yes. sitting here, been able to sit here. Yes. But you made you made history, and yes. I just uh, the story is just amazing and it's inspirational. Yeah. Um, I wanted to we have about 10 minutes okay and I wanted to get into kind of some some thoughtful questions Mm -hmm. um thank you for sharing your story you're welcome and I know you've you I've watched your YouTube when you shared it oh with uh Rashida uh uh-huh yeah 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 and I know you you probably share some more later and everything but Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of you know I'm I'm glad that you you agreed to be here on my podcast and and share it with my listeners too um yeah, so, so real quick, what would you tell your seven-year-old self if you could talk to her right now? She's standing right here. I would tell her that everything's going to turn out great. You are going to make it through this. Know that your mom still loves you, even though she's not here with you. She's still, she's still with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're going to be fabulous. Come on, fabulous. <laughs> See, You're going to be successful because, yeah. you know, the little kids, you don't think of that stuff, you yeah. know. You're gonna everything's gonna be fine. You're gonna be awesome. Good. Believe me. Just stay strong, stay the storm, girl. And anyone else listening to that too? Seven yes. years old or seventy? Yeah. Stay I the mean, storm. what are you grateful for at this present time? Like I'm right grateful now. for my family, my husband especially. He yeah. is the best best thing that could have happened to me. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. He changed I I used to say I'm never getting married or anything mm-hmm. and that man came into my life. Mm-hmm. We met that weekend. Even though we grew up together, we never dated. Mm-hmm. We graduated the same high school class and everything from kindergarten to high school. Wow. Same everything. He played wow. in our yard and everything. Never dated. Wow. We were both visiting home and there he was in the Elks Club. The same club. And you were about how old? Just, uh, I was already out the Air Force. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had, I had, had moved, moved to Houston. Houston. I had just moved to Houston. And okay. Then, that was, so that was 19, um, 1991. I had been here a year. Mm-hmm. And I drove home for the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. One of my nephews was getting married mm-hmm. and went to his reception. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody goes to the little local club 4th of July weekend. Right, right. And I'm sitting there, and he walked in, girl. <laughs> and I know. He's looking at me like I'm the last piece of chicken on the plate. Okay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who is he? Bro, stop staring at me. he <laughs> got an attitude. Because I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Because he was a man. Oh, right? okay. shoulders done broadened out, haircuts. Right, suit right. on and everything. Right. And so later on that night. Spoke to him, spoke to his brother, and his brother's like, "You don't know who that is?" And they're like, "No, that's your that's my that's your classmate." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Morano, he picked me up and hugged me, girl." And, that was and guess what? Ass. <laughs> that, you know what? See, <laughs> see I'm talking about engine, engine <laughs> number nine, right there. Yeah. And tell you what, he moved to Houston that next weekend. Come on, now. what? That's, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to get y'all whole story <laughs> yes. in more detail, like on another love episode yes, but or something. he is my joy. That's He's my that's joy. Good. I love him. That's we're good. so good together. We're both I love silly. That. I love beautiful yes. love stories. Yes, we're both, we've been married 27 years, and I always tell, you know, when uh, other couples ask, what's the secret? I'll say, kiss, kiss, K-I-S-K-I-S. Keep I like that. Keep it silly keep it sexy keep, keep it silly you, keep it sexy you got to have fun and you got kiss. to remember to keep that sexy too though okay I love it silly yes. I love it yes alright well this is pinto beans and cake podcast so I got to ask a couple of um, yes. food related questions mm-hmm. favorite dish from your childhood uh smothered liver rice and gravy and corn oh okay from my childhood like corn on the cob but like sweet uh-uh, corn or like corn corn oh I love some cream mm-hmm. corn what's your favorite dessert peach color by so far if you were on an island and they said you have to choose one food to eat for the rest of your life greens greens girl it can be collard, mustard or turnip don't what? even matter yep okay <laughs> i like greens that's funny they might ruin on that island so that's i might funny. have to go with pizza for longevity <laughs> <laughs> but none of them greens you know how they so get greens ooh. yeah i love ooh. i don't even have to add no meat Greens and some cornbread. Oh, okay. But I they like that. Right. Country. True country, girl. Yes, I'm true. I love some greens. Though. I love and some greens. And second, beans. pinto beans. For real. Not because that's named pinto beans and Uh-oh. rice. And some hot sauce with really? some sausage cut up in it. Yeah. Baby. Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I'd put some hot you, sauce some, to on weight that. on you. Some meat God, to you you stick to your hips like it. to your ribs. That's why I can't believe I wasn't bigger because I was grubbing. <laughs> I was cooking, tasting, yeah, grubbing, yeah. cooking, tasting. Wow. That's yes clean. Cool. I love it. I love it. Um, So yeah, so oh, I want you to talk about a few any organizations that you're part of right now. Yes, let people kind of know what's going on. Yes, Uh, Unveiled Aspirations, Mm -hmm. which is uh, headed up by Mrs. Shanika Grant. Mm -hmm. I am the executive administrator. You heard I say administrator, not administrator. Administrator. Say it (laughs) like (laughs) that. You got to say it like that. Yeah. And so I help her with anything she wants to do, whether it's putting on her conferences, the uh, women conferences, or the girl conferences the back to school programs which is coming up um, August 10th, doing a back to school okay. free backpacks and school supplies. Okay, I've been supplies. seeing uh, posts about that. Yes. Yeah. So you okay. guys, I don't know, the we don't have the location yet, but it'll be free school supplies and okay. the child has to be there. Okay. Good. And if anybody Good. wants to donate, please contact Shanika Grant or mm-hmm. Sharon Capels McDougall on Facebook okay. or if you have our numbers or Unveiled Aspirations. Um, so we're looking for donations. You can bring the actual school supplies or monetarily and we'll go shop and buy the school supplies. What's the location or is, it, uh, is there for the, the where, where it's gonna be? Yeah, she yeah. doesn't have a location yet. Okay, gotcha. But it's coming. Okay, she, she okay. Said, she posted a fire saying, you know, be on the lookout. We're coming, we're gonna be giving away school supplies. Okay, sorry if yeah. I missed that. i me see yeah. the post yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Okay. Cool. And so yeah, I oh, yeah. So you help Sherika with her with activities. That. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. there for her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cambrell Foundation. Mm-hmm. With Miss Tonya yeah, Tony uh, Griffin. Griffin. Yes, yes yeah. I I, I uh, work with the Righteous Acts of Kindness and the B Dream Builders. Mm-hmm. And I love, love, love going out to read to the babies at KB Kids Daycare. Oh So I get to do that. Yeah, so well, it's great so much fun. Are they, they are like from three. or like age three. Okay all the way up to sometimes there are like eight-year-old kids in there okay. but it's mainly okay. the toddler size yeah and it's oh, just such a joy oh that just touched my heart I, I love does. them baby so much that it does that's cool yes yes so I love doing that and then she does uh the laundered with kindness where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, go out to the local laundromats and help assist people with their laundry mm-hmm. whether paying for it or giving them detergent I or like what have that. you yeah yeah, Tanya does great. great. Her style. and Shanika both they just do so much in the yeah, community. I love, I love that. being a and part of it. I love to hear that. And then black especially our black people. Yes. Because and I, I just I, I want to emphasize that because we we have to be there for each other, just really support each yes. other. Yes, you know. Definitely. Hold them So I up. love that. I love they that. They both deserve they deserve any accolades they get because yeah. they both yeah. really do have a big heart and do a lot for the community. Mm-hmm. And That's they are amazing. so appreciated. If nobody told y'all today, Tony and Shanika, y'all are appreciate oh look at that yes. love from engine number nine <laughs> all the way through <laughs> into beans and cake yeah Aww. um what accomplishment are you most proud of? You already know. Besides my kids of course. Yeah. Sitting up Dr. Jim. I just wanted you to say it. Sitting up, up Dr. Dr. Jimlison and also Jimson. now May has her first, that's her first, but I have my first as well. So let me get that out there. Uh-huh. I was the first black woman in my department at Crew Escape Equipment. Crew Escape Equipment, yes. okay. I was the first black crew chief, man or woman. Oh Same my. as Suit Tech. Yes. First black period. Yes. Assigned as crew chief, which led a team of technicians. I had a team of technicians that I was in charge of to go suit up the astronauts for their mission. Then after that, I skipped lead and became the manager of the department. Come and, oh, now. I forgot to tell y'all, no college so, degree. So, y'all hear that? No college degree. Yes, sir. You can, you can still this. be successful. All this. Great determination. Work hard. Mm-hmm. Try to help place yourself in the right positions. Something as simple, as I used like to tell other uh, junior technicians. Mm-hmm. Sit up by the window when you're working so everybody walk by can see hmm. that you're always working. Okay. All the supervisors knew me because we were sharing right up in the like window. Yeah. We had it, it was set up for tours. Mm-hmm. But we okay. had yes. tables. Had tables setting, work tables. You know, we still working. Even people touring, looking and mm-hmm, to seeing what mm-hmm. we're doing. I always made sure I sat right by that window. And at that time, the su- all the supervisors would go in a room and decide who gets raises. Not just your supervisor. Oh, so everybody together. So you know when Sharon's name come up. Yeah. Oh yeah, we always see her work. Oh yeah. Always see oh, her was, that was smart. Yeah. Just yeah, Think about little stuff like that. Yeah. Placing yourself in the right places. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Sharon, for being here and You're sharing welcome. your story. I know it was hard to uh, to say or talk about, but it's you definitely have a testimony, so people need to hear that. Um, so we're at the conclusion. I usually give a positive quote in scripture. My positive—I actually have two positive quotes today. Stay close to anything that makes you feel alive. Second positive quote: What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. And the scripture for today, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want, and that is Philippians 4:12. So I want to thank you, Sharon, once again. This concludes our episode, A Meal Without the Calories. I hope you will continue to enjoy the journey we'll take. Pinto beans and cake.